0: Hi, mate. How are we doing this evening? I'm all right, buddy. How are you?
1: Very well. Busy a day, as usual.
0: Busy? I don't know. How are you always busy? I didn't think well, rock stars were busy. Well, well, there's always something to be done, you know. I've got a little yeah, granddaughter keep, now as well. Uh, you keep saying all this, but oh, I'm not sure. I think you're just sitting at home watching the Bates I millions. wish, mate. I wish. <laughs> there's always something to be done. <laughs> but anyway, let's get back to our wonderful guest for this evening. Ah, indeed. Now, I'm absolutely... We've had lots of drummers on. So, for me, to have someone that uh, plays the low end is a real treat for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a treat for me, too. Well, of course. The rhythm section. Yes, well, yeah, of course, yeah. Well, fair enough. But um, when did you get to know, when did you first come in contact with our guest?
1: Well, I would say it's about 20 years ago when I first heard the name. And actually, to be fair, I know his aunt really and his aunt told me about him many years ago wow that he was doing stuff so i, I was kind of my ears pricked up and I thought oh okay well, what's he doing and all that going. she used to she used to tell me some of the stuff you were doing so i've, I've known about you for quite some time
0: oh cool yeah. so uh well i got to know this or heard about this guy through a mutual friend of ours singer um and he was telling me about this gentleman so um our guest today on this episode is mr jimmy clark
1: so jimmy it's nice to have you here this evening
2: nice to be here thanks so, for having thank
1: me. thank you very much it's great um so we, we normally start off just like asking you about your you know how did you first start you know playing the bass and, and what made you want to become a musician and all those kind of things of early influences and stuff like that so
2: so
0: that's a lot, a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Yeah.
2: Um but it started off my my dad um my dad started playing bass and he used to play in church so you know, everyone loves their dad and used to listen to bass Absolutely. lines and Absolutely. things like that and you know, he was he was my hero, so he sort of listened to what he's doing and yeah. started to kind of pick bass lines out of um, out of songs and just got into it like that he mm-hmm. bought me a short scale bass when i was eight right um because i kept wanting to play his so to sort what of did say, he have jim he had a he had an old burns oh, right. 1962 wow. mr sonic bass with the three pickups in yeah 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 and um and one of the settings was wild dog so he had like <laughs> treble with contra bass <laughs> wild dog yeah wow. um, i want like that a, setting yeah. And, yeah, crazy bass, impossible to play, r- yeah. ridiculous. Um, yeah, yeah. But he had one of those, and he had a fretless P bass as well, like a oh, P bass copy. fantastic. Which was, which was nice. Yeah. Um, and he bought me a little Honor short-scale short scale bass. And, um, I, I like
0: short-scale bass.
2: Yeah, well, my hands were tiny at the time, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. had to be that. Yeah, yeah, but, cool. um, but, yeah, so so that was how I kind of first started playing, playing bass. Um, and then what got me i mean i've always loved music so i think some people just really connect with music and i remember even being a little kid just almost putting my ear right up to a speaker and thinking mm. that there's probably a band inside the hi-fi and wanting to yeah. be in that band, band you yeah know? yeah um but yeah so i started playing bass really quite young um and then when i was in middle school a friend of mine was in a music lesson uh we were in an english lesson and he put his hand up and said, Oh miss, I've I've got to go for my trombone lesson now and he just stood up and left the room. And I was just like, What's what's he doing? This is this is amazing. So I thought, Wow, you can actually get out of real life by Learning an instrument, you know, you can get out yeah, of. Yeah, we've all been on them. that one. Yeah, we've all been boring <laughs> the stuff. We're all in by, there. By Music, so yeah. so I, aut- you know, immediately signed up for trumpet lessons. Yeah, just so I could kind of get out of mm. doing subjects and um and then signed up for choir because at Christmas time you could get out of all your lessons then. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was just like uh yeah, you know, I wasn't particularly great at school. I struggled with reading and all those kind of things, and I just thought, wow, this is this is great. This is like my personal. Escape from yeah yeah all this stuff that I was struggling with, and I think that's kind of I think I've just been getting away with it ever since that one English lesson.
1: Fantastic! So, um, and did you learn musical theory at school there?
2: Yeah i I did. I learned I learned music theory from a um, from one of those Starlix videos. Wow. If you Wait, remember, were they the in the 80s? 80s yeah, yeah, like Hot Licks and Star Licks and things. Oh, and right. There was, um, yeah, yeah. There was, there was a bass one which had loads of different bass players on it, and I remember Chuck Rainey talking about modes and intervals and stuff like that. And I just absorbed it all like a like a sponge. Yeah. Um, reading music, I wasn't quite so good at back then, but like the whole theory of how music worked just seemed to make perfect There's sense. To and, you. yeah. Um, Fantastic!
0: Isn't that funny how that uh, you might have um, at school uh, struggled with the academical side, but the music theory and stuff—you know—it's mm. just fallen. to, You find that so easy because obviously you're so comfortable. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're so comfortable. It, you're fully in love with the subject, and yeah, yeah. and it's, it's that passion, isn't it? That carries, that carries you through. You know, yeah,
2: it's yeah. like if, if something's difficult and you're passionate about it, you don't care. You'll spend every every minute of every day until you understand it. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah.
0: Um where did we go wrong Simon? <laughs>
1: yeah, knows? we all answer that way. No. Uh, but no, but it's interesting because I think we all we all probably all at school when we first started to want to play an instrument. Yes, yeah, right. I think we all felt the same. I mean, it seems like everyone's got the same, I mean, early bands. Do you remember some of the early bands we, first life, oh, i'd love to be in that band or what i'd like to play like that is there is there influences you have
2: there yeah um my so my brother's a guitarist and he's four years older than me so he was into um all the classic kind of rock stuff um yeah. so listening to guns and roses chili peppers um those kind of things and i got really into chili peppers and mm-hmm. huh? What was amazing at high school is that I was a real just nerd, really, until someone realised that I could play all the stuff off Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And then all of a sudden I became a little bit cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. this is... That tends to happen. This is... <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and um, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. So, and school at the time, there was no kind of... At Kirkley High School in Lowestoft then, there, yeah, was, yeah. there was no... Um, there was no school uniform at the time, no, that, yeah. So you could cool. wear what you want, and oh, wow. I was sort of just wore I was Spin Doctors t-shirts and jeans, where everyone else was like in tracksuits. So, but then all of a sudden it was, you know. And I found a few other musicians at school that were obviously into similar things, and yeah. and there you go, you kind of find your crowd and find your yeah, find you your thing, and yeah, yeah, and off you go. But I really loved the whole kind of funk thing and like just bass lines are just. Became mm. yeah. came alive so from like Chili Peppers and around that time like early well, 90s Well Flea is yeah, fantastic isn't Yeah it? yeah incredible absolutely incredible and then you've got like around that time we had like the whole Acid Jazz thing then came yeah, out yeah. with like Jamiro and Bradley heavies yeah. and bands like that and so it was a great time for bass really because there was some great rock stuff going on great funk stuff mm. loads of kind of cool things and mm. I was just this sponge just wanting yeah. to learn all of it really
0: um, that is one hell of a band, Jamiroquai.
2: <sighs> wow. What's the guy's
0: name? He's got right white hair. So he plays Yamaha stuff in in Jamiroquai
2: now. Uh, Paul, Paul Turner. Turner. Yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And what is hilarious is I'd come home from high school at that time. He was playing for Take That back then was he really, really? Yeah, so in the mid-90s he was in the take that band right and i'd secretly watch take that live video no i don't believe that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you know you wouldn't want, no, want to that know too. that you're watching the take that band because you know paul turner is fantastic <laughs> you know, what a legend. yeah what a player yeah. he is wow so, yeah.
1: did you um obviously once you you got all these bands and happening at the time when you were young but did you start to delve back to some of the real heavy funk stuff from the 70s and those type of players yeah
2: so i so saying that my so my dad was playing at church and i was playing at church as well from about the age of 12 and he used to subscribe to this um american music thing where you'd get one tape every month right through the post and there was um so you never knew what you were kind of getting and sometimes it'd be like real kind of black pentecostal kind of heavy kind of stuff and other times it'd be very kind of white kind of dull sounding Christian yeah. stuff. Um But there was this one album, a uh, guy called Ron Cannoli and the band on it was Able Boreal on bass. Okay. Which is incredible. Chester Thompson was on drums.
1: Oh, one of my heroes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. he was on drums. She had well, Alex Acuna on percussion from well, Weather Report. Yeah. Yeah. And like, um, it was Paul Jackson Jr. on guitar from Whitney Houston's band, and all this kind wow. of thing. fantastic! And it was just—it was just incredible. And and um, watching that, I, would, I then because obviously there's no YouTube or anything, or no internet or no. anything back then. No. And the credits were like, you've got. Alex Akuna from Weather Report, and you've got Chester Thompson from Weather Report. So go to, down to like Andy's records, and like, yeah. so who's this Weather Report, and what's yeah, yeah what's yeah, that, yeah. you know? And then you yeah. find heavy weather, and you listen to that, and you're like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you just like you, you know, you think you're sort of getting to a certain level, and then you hear mm. Jacko and then you want yeah. it to sort of like throw your bass in the fire. Oh, and, absolutely, um, I've been there, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so then started to kind of get. Get into get into that and yeah. um
1: so so this time you you were kind of playing in church every week kind of thing or yeah
2: yeah, yeah. i mean it was sort of a, it was a regular gig yeah, yeah it was a regular gig my first regular gig um but the whole church thing was quite quite interesting because you've got musicians of all kind of ages and you're just always invited to play so there's no like There's no sense of everything's at one standard. She had some really good musicians, Mm. but they were really generous to me as a young player. Yeah. It was it wasn't like, oh, you're not at this level yet. It's like, no, come and play and you know, Mm. and you could make mistakes and you could That's great, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. You could do that kind of thing. So it was a great environment to kind of great learning curve for you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um,
1: How old were you at this time?
2: So so I started playing in church when I was about 12, and I heard that album when I was about 13, 14. Oh. So, yeah. But, I mean, all I did was play play bass all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was it was like it was my... Like when I heard this album, a- Abel de Boreal does this bass solo on this album, and it's like, right, that's me. I'm going to be a bass player. Yeah, yeah. And before that, I was going to be a car mechanic because I loved cars, and it's mm. like, no, I'm going to be a bass player. This is... <laughs> This is it, you know, and... Um, do you still like cars? I, yeah, I do, not as much <laughs> as I did. I don't understand how they work anymore. No, <laughs> I like, just... Um, no idea. we
0: joined at yeah. there. I love cars and I love bass, Jimmy. We're joined
2: at yeah. the hip. Yeah. Wow. So...
0: What about any other influencers from the 70s? I mean, one of mine is Bernard Edwards.
2: Yeah, massive, massive. I mean, what? Yeah, huge, huge chic fan. And just, massive. I love everything yeah. that he he did i love a lot of those guys from the disco area yeah um, yeah and th- yeah, Anthony Jackson. Area. yeah all those guys that were doing the disco r- records yeah, just, yeah 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 just amazing um, i remember
0: i remember when i first listened to barry white and uh and then um because we learned a barry white song didn't we yeah we did That's oh, first yeah. my last and I i thought wow this is g-.
1: we used to laugh when we knew the bass lines you had to play <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what was that one we used to do we yeah, used yeah. to laugh because <laughs> <laughs> is he going to get it tonight <laughs>
0: gonna, yeah and then i found out that nathan east was in the orchestra yes. at 15 yeah i thought oh that that's not fair yeah how is that possible
2: yeah crazy
0: crazy another one of my favorites
2: yeah
0: so yeah
1: great some incredible musicians
0: oh fantastic
1: yeah so uh at this time then do you you were playing in church say once a week or whatever yeah uh you didn't have any original bands. did you think uh, about that at that yeah time, yeah so or? when
2: i was when i was when i was 15 i was had like um an originals band with my brother um see i didn't like even a, know
1: you had a, i didn't even know your brother played
2: yeah, yeah so yeah so my brother plays guitar but he doesn't really he doesn't really gig gig Right, you know, a a a tour he'd play at a church, and that's kind of it. A oh, I see brilliant you. guitarist, great, yeah. um, really, really good. But it just doesn't. It's Not really. It's not his thing. Not really his thing. No. Um, he went down the cars thing, and now he, he oh, okay. teaches like engineering and stuff, and oh. that's kind of his. That's kind of his. Oh thing. well, but oh, yeah. um, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's yeah. So we had it had an originals thing, but, and that was kind of um, yeah. That was kind of um, quite cool. The guy who was... There was a Norwich band called Cord, who got signed a few years ago and the keyboard player and main writer for that band was, was in that band, Cord. Oh, okay. Um, which was... Yeah. Cool. Which was quite... Which so was quite th- cool. this,
1: this was a Norwich-based band? Uh, yeah, it
2: was like half the people from Norwich, half from Lowestoft. Right, okay. Um, and we all met through the kind of church thing. Yeah. Um, and so there used to be like these church gatherings and you'd like they pick some of the best musicians to come and play and, yeah. you know, it's that kind of thing. And so that's how I met some of those guys.
1: Oh, okay. Um, uh, and, but did you do any other gigs apart from the church gigs?
2: Um, I started doing, I did my first function gig at 15, like wedding gig. Right. Um,
0: was that with Lee Lacey?
2: No, that was just with a, a scratch band. But I started doing Lee's gig when I was 17. I, I, I yeah, because
0: uh, I think you were the youngest bass player to ever play with Lee from what i believe
2: possibly yeah yeah i think so
0: i was i was told that anyway let's say that
2: yeah yeah so because
0: that's a reading gig wasn't it
2: yeah so i yeah exactly and which is which is brilliant because i couldn't read particularly very well Um, (laughs) so i learned to i learned to bluff reading quite Yeah, yeah quite well yeah um and people used to love having me on gigs but what i would do is i'd look at the first yeah i look at the first note yeah yeah and go right that's a g and listen to the drummer what the drummer's doing on the kick and go right that's a g and then just yeah, yeah. Knock in with that absolutely prude. and i was oh this guy's good and I was like i didn't have a clue what i was doing it's just well, yeah. probably the drummer's happy for you it's well, yeah, as long as you get that root in, note, the, yeah. if
0: you get that root note, yeah cool with them, yeah and then i'd you know I'd go
2: away and learn all the songs and you know yeah, sort of yeah. look through the set and leave yeah. and say oh, i'm gonna do this one next week, so I'd, you know. Yeah. Try and find it at the CD shop, so that I kind of had <laughs> learned before it and, YouTube. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So you just got cost a fortune, didn't it? You know,
0: like <laughs> yeah, that's where your gig
2: money went. Yeah, which is hilarious, isn't it?
1: So that was that your proper first gig, as, as such, like in a um, professional so kind of working band.
2: I did. um when I was 15, I did the East Norfolk Youth Jazz Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the guy there? Who's that gentleman who ran that? Pete Fraser. Pete yeah, Fraser. Yeah, Scottish Pete. Who yeah. Was, was, yeah, he used to wow, swear Wow, there's at, some
0: youngsters went through that band. Yeah,
2: he, the only person I know who would swear at children because they couldn't sight-read bebop. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, really. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't wow. get that now. It's, no. it's funny. Really. I remember we went to, Bel- <laughs> to Belgium with Pete and his mate, on the coach and everyone like paid like 50 quid for the coach and we right. went to belgium for like a week or whatever yeah and i remember one day drinking 11 liters of stella wow you know, getting lost in i mean me and my me and my mate were staying with a family somewhere we got bored so we went out and found a pub where we found loads of other guys and then you Woo. know and you talk about safeguarding yeah, you yeah. know, before mobile phones, before yeah, all this sort of stuff. Yeah. And it's like, and they went like a year before and played a prison and there's like all oh. these young teenage girls in the band and all this sort of stuff. And no one thought anything no. of it. you no. know. It's just different just times. a great experience, which yeah, is what it times. was. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was yeah. a really great experience. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So that must have been quite a learning curve as well, playing in, yeah, yeah. in an orchestra like that.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was where the whole kind of reading thing came into play, First off, it was like, actually, I really need to get this yeah. down. And then all the gigs around here at the time, like all the holiday camp gigs and all that kind of stuff that they used to be, were all kind of reading gigs. Yeah. So I thought, well, if I'm going to make any money out of this, I mm. should actually yeah. do this. Yeah. Hmm. Um, which is really hilarious because the only time I've ever done a reading gig has always been on the East Coast. I've done a reading gig anywhere else. Really? Yeah. So, which is really? quite funny, isn't So it?
0: E- everything else you've done in the future, you've had to purely learn the.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's well, have we never way. heard that before, though. Yeah, no, well. I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah,
2: I've it's never heard good. that. Yeah.
0: because our previous guests of readers yeah. have had to read, haven't they? Mm. Wherever they've. So that's that's unusual. Yeah, yeah. 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 cool. So when you um, say. Did you then, Jim? Did you then sort of think to yourself, "I've gone as far as I can here"? Did you then move away, or did you? Because, because obviously you went on to better things, should we say? For yeah, so
2: way? I, um, I, I always I was going to move to London, right? But just always stayed in stuff. Okay. Um, I got married when I was twenty-one. Um, we had our first kid when I was twenty-three. Right. So you then start to look at places to live in London and you know it's like a one bed flat above a kebab shop yeah it's yeah. the best that i could hmm. yeah afford where yeah, i had yeah. a three three bed terrace house in lot of stuff by the sea it's like well why would i, why yeah, would I yeah. move if i can commute yeah, um, I was doing a gig at the time with Rich. We were doing a, a okay. function gig. Oh, yeah, that would be the Chance
0: organisation, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. so yeah. we Oh, we,
2: the Chance band. Chance band. Yeah, Chance Band, yeah. Oh, okay. Great so, band. So it was Dave that got me an audition for that because I've known Dave since I was, like, 15. Who, Dave who, by the way? Dave Hawkins. Dave Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Just David, no one's Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. of course. David Hawkins yeah. Yeah. Um, And he he introduced me to to rich and and i got that gig which was which was great and did that gig for a couple of years and that was that was brilliant that was really did you take over
0: from bernie goodfellas
2: uh there was a guy after bernie um okay who and he was there for about a year and then i i took yeah 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 only i
0: only say that because obviously yeah
2: Because yeah, I mean, bernie's the legend he's, the legends, he's a le- yeah, yeah. good fellow I mean, basis yeah
0: yeah fantastic
2: yeah that's the only way i, I digress but, yeah uh, yeah yeah so that was bernie's gig for yeah. years yeah it was yeah. yeah yeah uh and yeah great band really good band yeah they we're um, a good band yeah
1: and you done you did that for a couple of years um what happened you just fancied you moved on to something else or, or yeah i just fancied
2: it uh, i just fancied a change it was um it was a lot of work. It wasn't like loads of work, but it was like commitment wise, you had to, mm. you know, you sort of had to be on the gig. Um, and they had such a massive sort of repertoire of songs that finding someone to depth was impossible. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a reading gig or anything. You learned everything. Learn and yeah, they yeah, all yeah. had their own arrangements and all that sort of stuff. So, mm. so that was a bit of a, bit of a thing but it was it was great the drummer in the band was a guy called tony kiley who was in the blow monkeys um and was he with uh the irish guy um christopher christopher yeah he's christopher's drummer for is, right. he, is he still doing that do you know because i know he's doing the illegal eagles yeah yeah which is really? fantastic yeah, oh, if you yeah, yeah seen it, i've seen him i yeah. oh,
1: saw them Right, yeah, uh, to, uh in the yeah, yeah, I yes. went with Richard actually. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. fantastic band, yeah, amazing. yeah, they are. Yeah, really
0: yeah, they good,
2: are yeah, really good, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really good. Oh, cool, yeah, so, yeah, so Tony was amazing because he was doing a bit of studio work and was able to kind of get me in on a few like, little ses- ses- sessions and things, yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, which was which was amazing, and I was sort of calling my musical dad, because he kind of looked after me in that kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of way. You know, he's yeah. just always just so generous with his time. and Fantastic. Um,
1: yeah, very nice. Yeah,
2: which is really, That's handy, which is really cool. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's like, it's so hard to get an opportunity in yeah, anything. You know, you need people to kind of be generous with their time. And, yeah, yeah, of course you, know, you do. And do that. Roughly. But then
0: you've also got to come up with the goods. It's all right, given your time. But you've obviously... Yeah. You had to come up with the goods. Yeah. Because otherwise that had been the last opportunity yeah. that you had. Yeah. yeah. Which, obviously, we all know your quality here in this... Of course. ...in this, in this room, so...
1: Do you, do you remember any of the sessions you did uh, back then?
2: Uh, yeah, well, the first one was... There was a a girl who was um, in the Chance Band. Me and her were writing together. So it was it was kind of rich that really got me into... Richard Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Um, that got me into writing and kind of... Because he was writing all the time and writing some really good stuff. And I was really inspired by by him, really. So I just started writing with this, this girl, and um, we ended up in the offices of EMI Publishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they put us with a, a producer um, who was based at Townhouse Studios, mm-hmm. which, which you a know, great studio where... Uh, Phil Collins recorded like in the air tonight and all that kind of stuff. Right. And, yeah. And um, so I actually the first the first studio I went to was a, a place called Monrose, which was um, where was that? I can't even. I've think got a was.
1: feeling I've I've been there. Monrose Studios is it North North London? Yeah, it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think Bluey from Incognito had the downstairs and the guy the guy upstairs was doing this track for us and that was sort of like a demo thing and that went well. Yeah. And then we ended up going to townhouse after that. Um, and that was one of those really like, it was great. It was really cool. But then there's that, you've got a feeling of, Oh wow, this is amazing. I really want to do more of this. really want to make a good impression. Really want to, you know, yeah, of course do that stuff. And, uh, and the guy said, um, I've got a session in a couple of weeks. You don't play double bass, do you? And it's like, I don't. But? But if I don't say yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then this is an opportunity and I've I've got to take this. I was like, yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Yeah, I play play double bass, yeah. Yeah, of course. I don't have one or anything. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? You know, it's almost like... It's almost like having this conversation with myself, and it's a completely different instrument, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely, completely different. Just yeah, me too. And it's like, what are you doing? And it's like I've got to find a double bass, and amazingly, I to Cash converters in Norwich, and they had one that had been damaged in transit, and um and it was kind of alright. Yeah, yeah you know, it yeah. worked. It sounded it sounded okay, and um and I'm just thinking, Jim, you. Idiot! You've got to take this to Townhouse Studios and play your crappy double bass that's been damaged mm. for a session. And uh, I was really bricking it, and I put stickers on the side so I knew where to put my fingers and all that sort of stuff, and just playing and playing and playing, <laughs> trying. to th- And I just thought this is going to be awful. This is just going to be absolutely terrible. And the day before I went, a friend of mine there's a guy in Norwich called Danny Howard, who um, he's now in Chicago, but he was a Percussionist, and he'd just come back from Cuba. And uh, he said, oh, double bass players in Cuba are amazing. Mm. I was like, oh, right. He said, because all their basses are knackered and cheap. So what they do is they stand in the corner of the room and they face the bass into the corner. So as they play, the sound hits the corner and resonates. Oh, sound. right, okay. Yeah. So, so they make these instruments sound incredible. Really? I was like, I was like oh, that's quite, that's quite cool. Hmm. So like, next day, I'm at townhouse. It's like, can I put the bass in the corner? And the guy's like, well, this is how I mic up double basses. And I'm like, yeah, can we just try putting it in the corner? Hmm. And we did. And this guy was like, oh, that sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, wow, what a stroke of luck oh, bumping yeah, into mate. your <laughs> mate, eh? What yeah. a stroke of luck. And, um, and the session ended up going really well. And they were like, oh, can you come back and do some... Stuff with electric, and that was yeah, the only yeah. time I had to... my for yeah. it having a go at that. Yeah, it's not, an easy thing to do.
0: I absolutely, yeah, do. that isn't easy. I've no. done, I've been there myself. Yeah, in, on a lesser scale. Yeah, um, I, I suppose,
1: especially when you're not, you're not really sure about how to how to play it. No, exactly. Place.
2: Really, just I, th- yeah. I think that's like I think I I quite often think of that and just think there's so many times where, um, you know, I think we all struggle with like imposter syndrome and all that mm. kind of mm. thing. Yeah, of yeah. like... I don't really belong here. Or I'm not good enough. or, I'm, you know, whatever, whatever. Bravado of youth. Yeah, and you just kind of right, not it? You just kind of think, yeah, we'll just go for it and see what happens. Yeah, you know, and what, what are you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well, from from that, like we were doing loads of like publishing recordings for people at at the time, like pop stuff, like Simon Webb, um, or oh, yeah. Lamar, yeah, um, yeah, those kind of yeah. those kind of guys. Um, and it was a hive of activity. I know you'd be in a studio and there was Keane in one room and Jamelia in another and, you know, it was just like that. No, and where,
1: where you happen to obviously stay down there for a while? Or? Yeah,
2: so I um, used to travel in a lot and then um, some friends of mine, um, a family who were linked with the church, had a house in Croydon with a spare room, so I'd often just... perfect. Yeah, from time to time, and yeah, and that kind of thing, and then, um, and then, town house shut, and all the other studios shut. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and there you
1: go. So they're there's good, good times. they sound.
2: yeah, times, yeah, fantastic. It was, yeah, it was it was uh, great. When was this? What what? This would have been like two thousand and four, two
1: thousand and five. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah,
0: um, oh, brilliant. Yeah, really good.
1: Yeah.
0: So what happened? Um, did, obviously, the so did they just come? gradually dry up or did did uh, or did you yeah, then get was, other offers or what yeah what so so
2: i started then so did so while i was working with that girl singer those what was other, her name though, uh christian yeah, no, i've heard her think name she, before.
0: didn't she do some, back and some sting or something yeah
2: yeah, oh, I thought, yeah. i've I thought, heard
1: richard talk
0: about
2: it yeah,
1: her yeah last
0: well,
2: Richard They got did adults. stuff with her, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did, yeah. Yes. He did yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's incredible, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah, she did, yeah. She did BBs for Sting. She fronted Clean Bandit, I think, for a bit. She's done
0: all sorts of... All yeah. sorts, yeah. ...sorts of
2: very cool stuff. Um, mm. And then I got the... Uh, then I ended up doing Bjorn again for a little while. Ah! Um so I sort of started doing the touring thing.
0: Right. Because Rod normally played... Rod Stephen, that is, who
2: yeah, so, that. He yeah. normally does so, that himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rod was um, the bass player. Mm. Um, but then, obviously being the manager of it all as well... Yeah, um I There was a guy called Gary Liederman. Um, that name ring a bell. So well, he, he was, was in the original British Lire. Yeah, the original British Lion. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, yeah, so Gary was doing the gig and he asked me if I would cover some shows which I did and um Did you dress up? Dave, yeah. yeah, was Dave Miles? in the No, the so um that was that was way before, right, okay. before Dave was doing it. Um Yeah, I mean it's it's funny, I once said to I once said to to Dave for a, for a joke you know you you look a bit like bjorn you should give rod a call and and he did and the rest is history yeah 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 we've actually
0: we've actually had dave here right yeah so dave's been on a previous episode so
2: yeah so that's how that all came around which is quite yeah quite hilarious yeah Yeah.
0: yeah. and he still drops in now and again doesn't he dave he still occasionally doesn't have bjorn again again yeah yeah yeah
2: i think
0: i said that right again again bjorn again again (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) You're not, but you're not doing anything like that you don't go back to do it or
2: no not really no. I, I used to do so some of the guys that were kind of in like one of the sort of original line. so so years ago they did a bjorn again live at the albert hall yeah gig um which was like an, an album that they made and that original kind of well not original but that lineup um do their own sort of have a show that tours around scandinavia oh, okay um and I did that for quite a quite a while, up until a few years ago, really, hmm. um, which I loved. It was great, great gig. Really enjoyed. Yeah, it. yeah. Do most of the gig on fretless, and yeah, oh, marvelous, really really marvelous, fun. Yeah.
1: So, Jimmy, we were talking about the that you've been on again stuff you were doing, uh, and you're still doing some studio work, uh, and then you did some more gospel, more gospel yeah.
2: stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, I. Yeah, I ended up playing at a, there's a big thing called Spring Harvest, which is like a big Christian um, thing. And they they decided to take a bit of a punt and they got this uh, black Pentecostal worship leader guy called Noel Robinson in. And his bass player last minute had to run off to go and play with the All Saints at a festival in Germany. All right. So I get a I get a call um about a few days before saying could I jump in on this on this thing and play for this for this guy get sent his stuff and it's all kinda of crazy just gospel loads of runs, loads of riffs, loads of grooves, loads wow. of all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um music that I'd always loved but never really, you know, done anything with. Um So, so yeah, ended up doing, ended up doing that, which was what? Whereabouts was uh, was this festival? So this was in Skegness. They take over Skegness. Oh, Skeggy, Skeggy, yeah. They put a big, big top, a big, big top in there, obviously, um, which seats about five, six thousand people. Yeah, and uh, and it's all like recorded live, and they make an album out of it, and all that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, cool. And uh, even more pressure. Yeah. Whoa. I mean I meet I mean <laughs> this, like, like, sure, <laughs> yeah, this, this guy for you? Yeah. I mean I mean this guy, you know, 4:30 in the evening and 7:30 that evening it's been recorded live. So Wow. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit. Of, was
1: that was that picture. that a reading gig or not? No, that was no? just my own we Just of had to charts and yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And that was all kind of using um I mean they may, mainly use like the whole Nashville number system. So oh, wow. um
0: Oh. So, Mr. Dean yeah, knows all about that. Yeah. Mr. Our oh, producer knows all Yeah. About that. yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, yeah, it's more of that kind of more of that kind of thing. Cool. Um, but that was that was interesting because it was like a it's mainly like a big kind of white evangelical kind of church thing, and um, the guy who was from like the main kind of record company or whatever at the time. Uh, was there visiting to see what was going on mm. and um, and met me. And then they would have like these other, other things um, similar to that. They had a thing called Global Day of Prayer where they have loads of different like worship leaders from loads of different things and it goes on all over the world and it's like right. televised and, mm. and that kind of thing. Um, and so I was invited to be in the house band for that, which was... First fantastic. One I, first one I did was at West Ham Stadium. Um and then like Millwall and then did one at Wembley and wow. Um fantastic, which was yeah, which is nuts. Yeah. Um but this guy Noel, who this Noel Robinson guy, um was before he was like a praise and worship artist, gospel artist, was um was a session guitarist. So okay. he played for like Lionel Richie and all sorts of people and I uh, played for Gloria Gaynor and ah. that's where that comes in. Ah,
0: we were um, then going to move on to the, uh, yeah,
2: your, uh, the Gloria the Glory Gaynor.
0: We knew that you'd, uh, yeah. And yeah. um, still do. Of course. Yeah.
2: So, uh, then the Gloria Gaynor era kind of, um, hit. Um, did you audition, did, Jim? Or did, did, did no, you no, it just, just said, um, need a bass player. Will you do it. So, and, of course, is it yes. Or possibly. Let me yeah. just think yeah. about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. The Queen of Disco, Am I house oh, disco base. Yeah, will I do that? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, um, absolutely. So. Yeah. Did
0: you survive? Uh, just about. Yeah. <laughs> just about, yeah. Excuse the pun
2: there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I think I did, yeah. Um, well, that was 15 years ago, so... Wow. And uh, still doing it now, so... And she's still out there touring now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Cool. Yeah, so we're doing... Um, we're doing a gig in a couple of weeks in Paris and then Madrid just before Christmas. Yeah. Um, so she had headlined the Boogie Town Festival a couple of months back, which was, which was fun with mm. like brand new heavies and the oh, real thing and soul to soul and oh. um, sister sledge and all that kind of stuff. So, but she's been doing really well. She, she won a Grammy a couple of years ago um for her latest album, which was, which is great. Um, did she just yeah. fly in then
0: jim did you just yeah you say just to a couple of ships so she just flies in from the states yeah. does a show yeah. flies out
2: yeah cool yeah so and her whole band so she used to have a whole british band right and she'd come over with a couple of bvs right um and um, we used to do all of europe yeah and as time has gone on is more and more of the American band come over to the point where it's now just me and the sax player normally who from a, the British Band from the oh, British right. Band yeah oh, okay well that's so got... credit to you and sax player yeah. Yeah, yeah and yeah. he's a he's a Norfolk boy as well oh, he's from King's he oh, Lynn yeah amazing, so, really. is... hey, what's, what's his, what's his name, name Jim uh, Nick Carter
0: Nick Carter mm. okay
2: yeah that's, which no, is, um... doesn't ring any bells for me but that's no
0: no but anyway yeah well, th-
1: this is what this whole thing is about there's so many people working in the, mu- in the music industry who who are like the you know they play in the band you don't actually know much about them mm. um they're not the star that's, of the band but no, they're all what, working but, musicians yeah that's, yeah. What, that's we're what this interested. is all about you know yeah.
0: we're interested in the wingman, yeah. or wingman. That's, that's that's not the right term yeah, yeah.
2: i mean that's a yeah. funny old it's a funny old gig isn't it the wingman thing you know because yeah, you yeah. sort of yeah you kind of in that bubble but you're not really a part of it but yeah you're yeah of all, but you're not you know yeah yeah so. yeah yeah, that's right.
0: So from the Gloria then, um I, I, we you know, in our little re- research we knew that you worked with El Diva. Yeah. So how did that come did that come straight after the Gloria or? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um so the the Devo thing was a real surprise. Um that was from meeting a guy called Andrew Small who was Drummer. Drummer, yeah. He was a drummer for Massive Attack. And right, was Kylie Minogue's musical director for ah. many years. Um, I should be sluggy, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you would be, um, but he was, <laughs> <laughs> he was, um, yeah, he's like someone that I read about in like magazines and I was really looked up to, yeah, yeah. And he ended up playing drums on one of these global day of prayer things, right? Yeah, uh-huh. and because there's no charts and because nothing sort of Organised, mm-hmm. I came with my charts all written out, all prepared, and um and our charts almost look identical. And he he, he was like, "Oh, wow. I really, I really like the way you work, the way yeah. you, you know, and all that kind of stuff." Yeah. yeah, and we really hit it off. And I was just like, oh, "I can't believe that I'm doing a gig with this guy. This is amazing." And mm. after the after the thing, he was like, "If something, you know, something." If a gig comes in, I'll, I'll give you a call. I really like working with you, and I just thought, is he like? I don't know. Does he like? Is he just? Is that mm. kind of thing you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. nice a man. Yeah, 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 um, But then a couple of months later, he calls me and says, "You know, you're available for a world tour next year." It's like, yeah, I think I can make can that swing. That one,
0: yeah, yeah I, I think, can think yeah, that yeah. One. yeah, I don't think I've got to yeah. Tesco's or anything
2: at like this. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fine. Which was which was nuts as well, you know, from like gospel disco stuff to a yeah. kind of classical kind of yeah, yeah. pop thing was yeah. working with orchestras every night and that was um, that was quite crazy how long
0: was the tour Jim? you said well to how long did that last
2: uh, started in January finished in end of November no, right, nice. right. That
0: is, so, that's right any time off in
2: between or uh, we had we did three months around Europe and had ten days off and then we went to Canada and did the States and Mexico I had the six week summer holiday off and then went to Japan and finished up all in the Asia. Yeah, yeah. did all that slide. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, and then went from there to South America. Finished off in South America. Cool. So, um yeah, big crowds I bet. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was nuts actually, and it won best. It won the Billboard Award for best tour of the year, so which beat Taylor Swift and. Kings of Leon and stuff at the time. Wow, which was nuts. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, are these shows?
1: Um, are they done to
2: click? A lot of these shows. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. about the Glory Gainer? No, it's all completely live. Is it? Yeah. Wow. Which I love. Actually, I love the yeah. fact that it's just a mm. you know, bit more edgy. Yeah, drummer in and off you go. Do you wear ears? Yeah. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean the. But it all depends who's sort of on sound and stuff because yeah, sometimes yeah, cause. I just do wedges and stuff for the hmm. for the Gloria gig. And, yeah, yeah. Um, which you can do if you're not not in click or whatever. Which yeah, thing.
0: yeah, Of course it's you nice. can. Yeah, of course you can. Um. So, John, just uh, what what I find curious is um, the El Devo thing. You, you you know this this switching from disco to kind of a classical with an orchestra. I mean, I find that amazing so how, how, obviously you find that very comfortable what what is the difference or what 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 is the the mindset from switching from one to the
2: other i suppose yeah good question i suppose you just put on a different hat mm. so you just approach it slightly differently but all music is music isn't it it, it did. you know it's it's all just vibrations in air i suppose so Mm. you know it's the same it's the same kind of it's the same thing in that it's pop tunes with an orchestra so you've still got but there's a lot of um yeah long notes and just playing lots of it's more rather than about you know playing funky lines it's about playing everything as clean as possible and Mm -hmm. making sure that you're just providing a really was that
0: conducted by the way
2: it was, but it was clicked as well. Ah. Uh, so there was a conductor, ballgame. yeah. yeah. Um, but the click is all completely out of time because it was okay. recorded to an orchestra. Right. So it's not like you've just got standard time. It's all it's all over the show, so you wow. always have to learn... Wow. ...how the orchestra moves. So
0: is that click
2: out of time in your ear? Yeah. Oh, jeez. I so find the clicks, that. The click's in time to what's going on, but it's yeah. not steady, kind of yeah yeah time. yeah so it's it's rallying speeding up slow down all over the show right um because that's how orchestras breathe you know of so, course um yeah. yeah so that's that's quite fun sounds so trying to make that, to kind that of sounds feel. like
0: a very tricky gig to me i think you did well there i think
2: <laughs> yeah you did but, but well. it was really good it was really yeah. good fun it was a really you know i i felt completely out of my depth um starting off um mainly because the other guys in the band were just, you know, legends to me. They're all people that I like the keyboard player. I've just seen him with Will Young and Girls Aloud and things like that. And he's an absolute, you know, monster, genius piano player, guitarist, um, done loads of great gigs, really great player. And then me, you know, and as I said before about the whole like imposter syndrome and all of a sudden you're, you're there thinking i hope i'm getting away with this is this is this right well you stayed on the tour so you must have been doing something right i think there's there's a a big sense of i don't know if everyone feels like that but it's like is this right i think this i hope this is okay you know and yeah i think so i think that's Mm. i think that's That's kind of normal music yeah i think so so, yeah life in it yeah Yeah. so um and
0: i'll take it the drummer andrew small was he was
2: Oh, he's incredible 'cause he's um he's a multi instrumentalist anyway. Ah, so he's yeah. kind of um a great piano player, great bass player, all that kind of stuff as oh, well. I being, hate him already. Being yeah. a brilliant drummer.
1: Sickening, isn't
2: <laughs> it? But first first <laughs> rehearsal with the boys, they're you know, they come in being what they are at the time, which was, you know, at that time was very um big, I suppose. And um and they sing through the first song and he's like, right, okay, who's got the third? Third's missing. And they're like, sorry, you know, and they're sort of being, you know, we're old devo, we expect this, this and this, and he's like, yeah, who's, who's got the third? And they're like, mm. oh, uh, I don't know. It's like, someone should be, what key are we in? It's like, well, someone should be singing a G there. Okay. And so he was so on the ball mm. that it's just like, wow, you know. Gee. Um,
1: How long were the rehearsals something like that?
2: Uh, we had, Two weeks um, Just like Rehearsals With um, Band Or a week With just Band And then A week With the Singers And then I think It was About five Days Production Rehearsals Um,
1: Fantastic Yeah
2: amazing didn't um i don't want to
0: cast a gloom but um didn't one of the old devo guys sing us didn't he pass away recently? he did yeah yeah i thought he was that the, was he spanish or something
2: yeah yeah carlos yeah carlos. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought
0: was...
2: yeah um last november it was that was very sad yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah really sudden so yeah yeah that's um
0: oh that's a real shine
2: yeah yeah because he was um yeah he was hilarious yeah yeah I don't think I can even tell you <laughs> recorded what the first thing you listened to was. All oh, right, um, okay. but yeah, he was a real character, a real yeah. character, yeah. and a real kind of force to be reckoned with in yeah. in a good and bad way, you know. But yeah, he was yeah. um, he was very funny, very funny. Yeah,
0: Jim, I'm Jim. Um, so, I'm very. Um, I'm just being a fellow player, baseball player. I'm very interested in what gear. Um, how did you have you? How's your gear evolved? from when you kind of uh, say um, say from the Chance band up until you know Odeo or what did,
2: Yeah what? um it's very oh, it's, it's changed in loads of ways and in hardly any ways at all okay so so I still use all the time my Music Man five string bass that I yeah bought from I think it was was it Carlsboro Academy of Sound or whatever? Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was nineteen. Um I used that on the Devo Tour, used yeah. that used to use it in the Lee Vasey band, you know, yeah. used to chance band, um, Gloria, all the Gloria gigs and everything yeah. and most of the recordings and things I've um and what I've done with that, I've changed the pickups okay. in it. So I've taken out the stingray pickup and replaced right. it. I replaced it with an EMG humbucker just right. because I was working with a singer songwriter and I needed something that was a bit cleaner and smoother than the, the kind of big, uh, ceramic humbucker that is, that was in it. Um, and it was Dave Roper that got me into oh, EMG, EMG pickups and stuff, um, years ago. So I put this EMG in, and to, to be fair, I was working with a singer songwriter and I, I didn't have enough money to change my base, so I thought, well, I know that if I just change that one thing,
0: it should work. You're getting what you need. Mm.
2: Yeah. Um, And then I added another EMG to it, and and I've added another one to it, and basically I've got three pickups in a row, and I've got one where the P-Bass pickup would be, which is like a, a humbucker but can be switched to a single coil, um, and the same with all three pickups. So okay. the middle one's where a Stingray should be and the back one is where a jazz bass back pickup would be, yeah, like yeah. in a 70s kind of yeah. position. Yeah. And I can pretty much... And it's amazing how, like, you can move a pickup an inch and you get a completely different sound. Oh, yeah, I and find you, that you go bizarre. from, like, as you know, one pickup, you move it an inch forward, and yeah. you go from a Stingray to a P-bass. It's, like, amazing. It's incredible. Mm. That's amazing. It's just through, like, phase and, you know, and yeah, yeah. the way it's, yeah, you know, I suppose... Well, I was I was touring in in Sweden years ago, and this this tech kept talking about pickups as microphones, okay. and he almost like wouldn't call them pickups. He's like, you know, how do you want your microphones set? And I, that really kind of got me thinking about, yeah, actually, I suppose that is where you mic the string up, and that is you
0: know well that
2: if, makes sense now you've said that yeah, yeah you know you might i don't know a snare drum we you know we have he, a technical he, man yeah,
1: here yeah, we he, have, he's, yeah he's got he a funny face i don't know yeah, what to do. yeah. I, no he's
2: dropped his wallet <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah so I, I remember becoming really kind of like obsessed with that and yeah thinking, i find that amazing wow, you know like yeah you can just change something by like five percent and it makes such a huge difference yeah the interest
1: um, rate in his case <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. so oh, yeah oh, so, so that bass is kind of i mean i've got well that's multifunctional isn't it no yeah, obviously i've got yeah i've got another but i've got like a 70s p bass a 70s yeah, yeah. jazz bass i've got a early 90s stingray which is which is great and you know a few other bases mm. here and there um i tend to come back to that one because it's the most comfortable mm. one. it's just like i know how yeah, yeah. to play it i know how to get a good sound, sound out of it, it. yeah
0: and, yeah because uh, you you also use ashdown
2: don't you yeah so so that are um, you in the by ashdown or something? yeah yeah I, uh, yeah i mean market ashdown has been amazing over the years um I got my first Ashdown rig in 2001, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, 2001. And I've pretty much been using their stuff. Mm. Um, but I don't tend to use amps anymore. So Right. I um, take it. Yeah, but even that has become less and less. Oh, um, right, okay. I stopped using amps a while ago for big tours because what I found was I was going straight into a DI box mm. and then I was going into it. Then I was hearing the amp. Right. Which sounded amazing to me, mm. but everyone else has got me in their monitors just straight into a DI, right? Mm. And so I'm like, "Oh, this sounds amazing! I love this!" But they're all getting just the DI sound, which doesn't sound like the amp. And so when your when your sound is your business card, absolutely, you know, it has to be absolutely. it has to be great. So I stopped doing that and I said, "Right, I want to be in the monitor- monitors because I want to hear what everyone else is hearing." Yeah, yeah. So then I can just... my. My tone or whatever, yeah, yeah, to know that it's it's gonna work. Um, and that has then gone from using different preamps to now just using a DI, so I just plug straight into a DI, and that's all I take to any right gig now. And
0: what's that? How is how, how did you find it straight away when, when you come off from an amp? And you
2: really weird, yeah, I, yeah, bet. Really weird. I yeah. bet that was really bizarre because everything was. was nasty and pingy and Mm. trebly and not as i wanted it so a bit of sort of technique adjustment and that kind of thing um but now what's great is that i know that if i just plug into anything i know i've got my sound and everyone else has got my sound so it's not just me that has got it And so who eqs your sound so me oh right so basically like if i'm if the bass is going straight into a di then obviously front of house they're going to eq it and yeah yeah do whatever but yeah. as far as i'm concerned i know that what i'm getting back through the wedge is what everyone else will be getting mm. back on stage mm. and yeah, you know, it might be different out front yeah. it's the people on stage will book me again so yes. as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. of
0: course yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> you know, um that's amazing.
2: Yeah.
1: So do you do you mostly use in ear or is it always just combination um, of wedges, in ears, or whatever?
2: Yeah. Most I, I quite like using in ears now. Hmm. I'm quite comfortable with it.
1: Um, Have oh, you got proper moulded in ears? No, uh, no,
2: because I've got a weird jaw. Oh, okay. So this this ear, my my left ear, if I put my finger in it and close my open and close my jaw, it changes the shape of the ear canal. Okay. So molds are amazing okay. for most people, but. But for me, it work, as soon either. as like if I'm doing BVs or anything, or if I'm, if I move my mouth, then I use, the seal goes and I lose all the low end, <laughs> which is like the one thing that you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I find just the yeah. generic, you know, the ones with phones mm. on seem to work, best to work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: know.
2: Just a quick question here from the engineer. Um,
1: so you're coming out of your guitar, yeah, into what to be able to
0: EQ your sound.
2: Uh, so i'm going straight into uh i usually use just a um radio or jdi so there's actually no eq what i've got on my base is a load of series of switches so i've got um a tone switch so i've got any uh, the only pot i've got on there is a is a tone pot because i i it was too fiddly with with any um any knobs so it's just everything just switches on on and off and so i've got one switch which goes from um no kind of roll off at all and then it goes to like a a 70s cap for a 70s kind of tone and then a 60s cap and then the tone pot is actually like one of the first kind of 50s caps so you can get a really kind of dark kind of p bass kind of sound with that and that's all i that's all i use and then try then just play wherever like wow. Closer mm. to the bridge or closer to the neck to get sound differences,
0: and obviously no effects.
2: No, no, no. But sometimes you know you might might need to bring something along. I mean, yeah. I've got a, I've got a pedal board that I bring out every so often. Mm. But, um, dust it down. Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah. Yeah, literally, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Like literally, dust it down. Yeah, and, yeah. Which has just got loads of really old. Boss pedals on that I bought from Moreland about 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
0: Well, Boss, great, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. So, Jim, if, um, you know, you're obviously uh, still in Gloria. Yeah, yeah. Still, uh, have you got anything coming up? Uh, We'll bring you up to the present
2: day. The present Uh, day, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, off to to Paris in a couple of weeks with her and then off to Madrid. Um, And, yeah, that's kind of... That's kind of it. Are they, are they just now.
0: one-off shows? Yeah, things? just one-off shows. You yeah. fly in, fly
2: out.
1: Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you don't rehearse for them? No. Apart from just at no. home, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. turn up and do it,
2: and yeah, and go home. So.
1: And what, have you got anything like? You uh, think you've got your own little studio set up at home? Yeah. At, so uh, I'm uh, doing in a in
2: lot of. There? um Yeah. So so the studio actually came from people wanting to do bass sessions. Mm. Um. So when like a lot of the studios shut down, everyone started up their home studios mm. and then this kind of remote sort of session thing became a mm. thing, which I wasn't that convinced of until I did, I did a track for a guy called Stone Walters who, he was out in about 2008, 2009 and I did a track for him, which I recorded from my dining room table in Lowestoft yeah. And um, the drummer was a guy called um, Aaron Sterling, He plays for like John Mayer and stuff like that. He was recorded. he was recorded in L.A. I yeah, was yeah. recorded over in Lowestoft, and everything else was done in London. Yeah. And then I heard this track, and it's like, actually, this could. They both begin with L. Yeah, this could. <laughs> this could. <laughs> they all begin with L.A. Lowestoft, London. You know. Yeah. It's like, but it was they that got thing like of trot, like, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like this could work, and I, actually, it was done. He was like. Um, yeah, when Mark was when you were doing sessions and stuff for guys over in Nashville, and you were like, "Yeah, this is this is really doable." It was like, "Wow, this is this is a this can be a thing," you know. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, so starting to kind of do do those kind of things was really was really interesting. Cool. And, and the then, comfort
1: at home, which is nice as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. walking
2: to the MDU garden is a lot nicer than driving to London, especially <laughs> when you live in lovestock because it's the worst drive ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so that is that's then turned into doing more kind of writing and juicing. Mm. Um, me and John Buck, we got a publishing deal about a few, but what was it, 2014, and mm. uh, for with a local publishing company. So from that, I ended up doing a lot more engineering and mm. um, got into like the mixing thing. And how is John? It's been in for a while. I've not seen John for for a while. I saw him about what, a year ago and yeah. he, was, he was, he was, it was okay. He's
1: yeah, a lovely yeah. player, really. Oh, oh fabulous, lovely great.
2: player. Yeah. Great. Yeah. A lovely guy as well, you know, when, yeah, he I, is, when I was, Ooh. when I was ill, he'd come and visit me every week. Would he really? Yeah. And, and like, Jim, I, I don't want
0: to dwell on that, but how are you? Because we all know you've, you've had your, your illnesses and, and yeah. your illness, and how are you? Yeah, because yeah, you look great. Yeah, yeah, well, I
2: feel great. It's, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, what we coming up to six years of being diagnosed of, of stomach cancer. Mm. Um and having my stomach removed and half of my esophagus removed and Good Lord. Yeah, mm. which is which is crazy. And then uh and then you think, right, okay, off you go, you know. Um but yeah, I'm doing alright. I'm to. that's fantastic. Now I'm used to it's... it and you know, it's Yeah. Bizarre isn't it? Life's a f- funny old game, you never know what's that no, that's true. I, no, you I, don't, no, it's very true. I actually remember seeing you, Simon, rehearsing in um when I was when I was ill actually met with you and Rich and Dave and I was okay. really right in the thick of it, you mm. know. And um Yeah, and I, I remember then just thinking, you know, I, I don't know how long I got left, you know. It's quite a sober <sighs> thought, isn't it? You know? yeah. and then,
0: it's when you turn the light off at night. Yeah, gee. And then, uh, mm.
2: Yeah, and then five years later, here we are, and I'm doing great. Fantastic. And things are good, so yeah. Fantastic. Happy
1: days. Yeah, that's great. Great to hear. All right, Jim. We were just talking about like local musicians, of course, and people you've worked with locally. Um, so, what are you up to now with local musicians? Are you still playing with some people?
2: Um, I'm doing a lot of writing with people. Yeah. I'm not doing that many. Um, gigs things like that but there's so much talent locally mm. there's so many people that are world class yeah um I'd love to be able to uh, just give an opportunity for for local people to you know just be seen and and heard really mm. um so there's a few there's a few people that uh i'm writing with locally There's a girl who's who lives in lowestoft called roxy yarnold who sings bvs with boy george I've been writing with her and she's just world class and yeah. just lives down the road you know it's there's there's so many mm. so many people around mm. so many people around um so yeah i think the next step is just to do more of that really more yeah. writing, more producing do more... you do
1: any teaching as well? Do you know that? no, I was right. doing
2: quite a lot. I started yeah. doing loads in lockdown um but yeah, just not really done much of that just because mm. the other stuff takes over you know so, yeah. yeah
0: so Jim, you know if um people wanted to you know find out about your studio, get in contact um where where,
2: where can they find you so my website is just my name um, jimmyclock.com um so you can find me there and get in touch yeah okay through through that um cool yeah brilliant so
0: well i think what we'll do jim is um we're gonna round up the session and um it's been an absolute pleasure yeah it really has yeah, having you in it's, it's great to hear your story. It's just actually. been fantastic, so um, absolutely. Um, we'd like to, well, we'd like to wish you all the best, and well,
1: well, cheers.
2: The best, mate. good to see you all, fantastic.
0: Thanks for coming yeah. in, yeah, and it's yeah. really
1: good. Well, John, I really enjoyed that, yeah, I mean, fantastic. You know, there's so much we well, like with everybody, but there's yeah. so much Jimmy has is, is done, yeah, it's so interesting.
0: Oh, I found that incredibly interesting being a fellow baseball player and i I, you know i'm a big fan of jim's i've got to be honest he's he's a great player a lovely man and uh, yeah i mean what's not like what's not to like
1: yeah it's been really really good
0: yeah it's been good well that's another podcast episode sorted out for this week we're cracking through them so which is good so um I'd like to just say, oh, m- many thanks to our producer again, yes, Mr. Dunn, Mr. who's Dan, yes. twiddling notes and passing things on. And Which I can't see. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, you've got your glasses, dear boy, yes. are you? <laughs> uh, Dunny, put them in Braille next time, will you? I will do. <laughs> yeah, please. excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, okay. All right, well, we'll say goodbye, so it's goodbye yeah. from me. And
1: goodbye from me.